Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Kill Connor Club, Kill Connor Clubhouse podcast, which is normally exclusive to patreon.com forward slash as always, but we like to do these spoiler casts 24 hours later on YouTube. So hello, everyone on Patreon. Hello, everyone on YouTube a little bit later on. I'm one of your hosts, James, and I'm joined, as always, by Tyler. As always, how are you feeling now, my friend? Feeling better? Not bad. Not bad. The voice is still a bit bit dodgy, but I'm feeling fine. Yeah. Yeah, get that. That's good. good. That's fantastic. What what are we talking about today? Well, today we're doing a spoiler cast, so that means full spoilers for the movie Solo, a Star Wars story. So if you haven't seen it and you're a fan of Star Wars, go see it. If you're a... I know what James thinks of the movie. I know what I think of the movie. If you're a person that's like, no, I'm holding out. I just want to hear what you guys think fully and spoil it. I don't care. I'm being honest with you. If you like Star Wars, go and see it. Go and see it. Then then come and listen to this podcast and save it for afterwards because we're going to talk about everything and anything related to this movie and then do predictions and talk about what could potentially be setting up with the Star Wars universe or any theories we've got. So this goes just beyond this movie and and what it implicates as well for the future. So everything Mm -hmm. solo Star Wars story related is in this podcast. So click away if you don't want to know. Uh, And as well, because of the... Sweet Vintage Lads, over at patreon.com slash as always, we do this spoiler cast that not only on Patreon 24 hours early, but then free to the public. And it's thanks to these Sweet Vintage Lads who are helping power this podcast. And those Sweet Vintage Lads are King Richard III, Ballsack47, T-Man, or Travis, Billy, the Team Tynamai Captain Robertson, Josh Devlier, Damien, Get to De Chopra, Welcome, a new a new sweet vintage lad. Welcome, nice. my friend. Mario fifty three eighty, Lumistrad, Josh Jordan, Mick Z sixty eight, Ben or Moderox, the Humble Worm, Elstico ninety one, Emil Catborg, Austin S Jaws, Gadeitz Laser, Prudvi Mover, Shaded Rav, Julie, Adam Sundling, H Buds twelve, Saggy Tits, Jace the Last Medici, the ACMJS, and again, I feel like that's just people are changing their names constantly on Patreon. James and Lad, Frankie Gaffney, Yeas and Joe the Sexy Boy Smith, Brian. Ford, Connor DeRose, Ginger Nut Jarrett, Big Up, Long-Eared Fox, or George Walford, Joshua Mora, Gene, Marcus Blackburn, Seth, Oscar, Ravjai, Son of a Bitch, OG Doggo, Brendan, or BQ Overlord, and Pink Flame. 313, thank you, Sweet Vintage Lads, for having power this podcast. Now, James, let's get nice. in to the spoiler okay. cast for Solo, A Star Wars <clears> Story. <throat> Tell me, just in general, overall, what did you think of Solo? Uh, I mean, I went in with low expectations, even though I'd heard... A lot of people were liking it, and you specifically said, you know, it was a lot better than you thought. It was a good time. Uh, but I still went in thinking, I'm still going to hate this movie, and I'm going to be the odd one out. But um, I think it was, I think it took a little bit to sort of for me to get into it. I think for the first little while, I was like, ah, this is a bit weird. Um, but sort of, I think it was within like the first couple scenes, I did notice um, the bloke, I forget his name, playing Han Solo, um, was doing a really fucking good job like there was a couple moments in the opening like it gets it's like it gets better as you sort of get, go through it but like um in the opening he there's a couple moments where his mannerisms are really good as han solo and i was sort of like that sort of drew me and i was like oh this guy's not even actually that bad and sort of uh drew me into what was going on and alden Ehrenreich is the name oh, of the guy that's that the plays one Hansel. not saying that i'll call him i'll call him alden Just um alden yeah but yeah it's sort of uh, there was never a moment when I was watching the movie when I was like taken out of it and I was like and I was like oh this is bad acting or something like that I was always sort of in- invested in it um, which was good um, and yeah overall just had a really good time I think it was a really great Star Wars movie 
um nothing like mind-blowing and like super special like it's the best movie ever but like it was a really solid movie a really good time you know some obviously some negatives like there always is but overall yeah it was a good it was a great star wars movie yeah yeah um overall i'd probably agree like i thought it was uh i went in with very very low expectations i went to see it specifically so i could then talk shit about the movie uh because i feel like i can't really talk shit about a movie if i haven't seen it so uh mm-hmm. i was like look i've got to see it let's go it's star wars and i told you before i even went i was at the theater usually when it's a star wars movie i'm just super hyped and i'm, I'm anticipating the uh, ads to finish but with this movie I kind of was like talking through the ads, like wasn't even thinking that I was about to watch a Star Wars movie. And then it goes a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I was like, oh shit, I'm about to watch a Star Wars movie. And then you're mm. in there and it's a fast start, but it did take me a good amount of time to get into the movie because mm. I had certain expectations. I'm not sure. But as well, I mean, overall, the first third, I think I put into kind of thirds. The first third of the movie I thought was kind of all over the place. It took me, I wasn't really that into it. Like, I liked uh, Alden Einrich, Iron Reichs, Iron Ricks. I don't fucking know. Alden's performance Classic. of as Han Solo from the start. At no point did I not enjoy it. Of course, there's a couple lines here and there, maybe, but overall, his performance was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Woody Harrelson was really good. Amelia Clark was decent. Donald Glover was good as Lando, and yeah, like I said, the first third bit of a struggle to get into, but then I kind of. And bit of a struggle because I wasn't like I was like, what's this movie even about? Like, what's the story? Hmm. What's the complication? What are they trying to get to at the end of this movie? What's the point? Because the first third is a whole lot of shit and setting up it rather than the movie itself, and that it was a long setup. Then the middle third was a whole bunch of storyline that I already knew from Star Wars history. You know, the the Kessel Run, hmm. everything like that. Like, there was no. I was like, it was fun, and it, like it wasn't bad, and I was I was into all the characters, but there was no like uh tension because i know exactly what's going to happen and i wasn't like worried for the characters but it was the last third of the movie that stood out was a piece of the story that you've never heard about Mm. and uh i was tense with and i was kind of i thought it was quite predictable because as was happening i'm like oh okay this is about to happen i was right pretty much every time but still there was some it was cool because it was something mm-hmm. new, and I didn't actually know wh- how it was going to end with certain characters. Obviously, I know Han Solo isn't dying, and I know Lando's not dying, but Kira, who's played by Amelia Clark, and Beckett, played by Woody Harrelson. Uh, you know, I don't know what happens to them when you're watching it. So that last episode was really good, plus the big surprise uh, that we'll get to mm. in a bit. But yeah, overall, it was fun. Again, not my favorite, not by no means my favorite Star Wars movie. It's better than the prequels. Anyone that thinks it's bad as the prequels, I'm not. I'm not really sure what you're talking about. Uh, I thought it was better, but I thought it was yeah, in the middle mark, a middle mark Star Wars movie, a bit of fun, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, yeah. But I enjoy, I enjoyed it. Like, if with my low, low expectations, I thoroughly, I was very happy when I left. Yeah. Like more happy, I was more happy than with the Last Jedi. Even though I, I, I do think I like the Last Jedi better than this. I think it's a better movie overall, um, but. In terms of expectations, I had way higher expectations for Last Jedi, whereas this I had very low, and I, I left going, "Oh, that was cool. I had a lot of fun. I'm yeah. really happy with that." And the, more, and the more I think about it, it's actually better, not worse, sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot. I think one of my favorite things was, I don't know. I think my opinion on it's changed in the past few years on whether when when fan service is put into things, and I think I really enjoyed the fan service in Solo. Like I just enjoyed them referencing things and. Even if it's dumb shit, I mean, the only thing I didn't like is right at the very beginning when uh, the Imperial officer's asking him, like, oh, what's your name? 
and he's like oh it's han and then he's like okay oh, what's your family name and he's like i don't have a family and the guy's like okay so han solo and it's like oh are okay. you kidding okay me? okay okay hang on hang on how about this how about this how about let's start breaking it down in terms of like from start okay. to finish the references that set up salt that set up made han solo who he is and whether we we kind of liked it or didn't like it okay because there's definitely parts i liked and definitely parts i didn't like now Opening scene, Han Solo is being chased, and then he and then Amelia Clark's character comes in, and they kiss. So clearly, they're a couple, and they're trying to find these um, the fuel. What's it called? Hyperfuel? What's it called? Oh, I don't fucking remember. Yeah, um, and they you know so they can sell it to get the money to get off the planet because um, they're just working for pieces of shit, you know, an underground. I guess Star Wars drug trafficking rings. I guess. Mm-hmm. What did you so? Right from the get-go, it's Han Solo, character we already know. We don't know Kira, who's yeah. a, a movie class character. From this moment and then to the end, what did you think of their relationship? Did you like it or did you, did you kind of... I don't know. Did you like their relationship um, in them? I did at the beginning. Like, I was... I believed it and I was sort of into it. I was like, yeah, these two are really cool together. Um, but from the moment they got separated to the end... I don't know, it was sort of like, meh, like, it was weird, like, it was like a, it was almost like a, a fucking Bayek Aya from Assassin's Creed Origins sort of, uh, relationship where it's like, um, Han Solo's really into her still, like, you know, trying to find her and everything, and she's just sort of like, I don't know, like, I guess she had to be, but it's weird, because she's just so cold towards him, and just sort of like, a different person than she was at the beginning, and it just, and it's clearly, just, it's weird we weren't sure well. why like, until the end, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's just, it's just weird, like, I don't know. It it just felt it just felt weird and like obviously, it ma- I guess it makes sense but like it doesn't even it doesn't while you're watching it so I guess I still have that impression like even though I I get I guess I get why it's like I still remember watching it and being like this is just kind of annoying to be honest um, I don't know yeah I mean I, I I think I agree with you overall with that because I think for me from the start I was more confused because I'm like. I did, and I was just sort of worried about this whole thing. I'm like, oh, so there are a couple straight away. It's not like they meet and then there's a thing for a bit and then she dies or something at the end. Mm-hmm. I thought going in, one, well, once I guess I'm like, there are a couple. I'm like, I don't know if I Han Solo was into like love and shit. Like I'm like, really? I just I just didn't quite mm. buy that straight away. It took me a while, and and in the end, I'm like, yeah, but. It was cheapening to me. It was cheapening Leia and Han a lot, like you the relationship think? that we know is the most important and that's coming. It, it did until the end because I thought this woman. I thought she had. I thought Kira has to die. That's what in my head this whole movie was mm. leading for me, because I was sure the story elements like the Kessel Run and will they get the the credits they need and everything like that. That's the movie, but there's no tension there. I know Han lives. I know they'd make the Castle Run a top pass. Like, there's things I knew that were going to happen. But to me, the whole movie was leading up that the only... I was like, how's Kira die? That's, to me, what a big part of the movie was. And Mm. from the start, I was like, I don't like... So what? He's in love with this girl. He's in love with her. From this part, from the start of the movie, they get separated. He spends three years with nothing but... Not focused on himself. Focused on, you know, getting money to get her. That's not very Mm. Han Solo-like. And then they, you know, they connect again. I'm like, but then she's going to die. And the, this girl he loves so much is going to die. And then he's going to be broken. And then there's no real mention of it. And he moves on to Leia. <clears throat> to me, that cheapened it. 
So it actually made sense, and I preferred the way this ended, where it yeah, wasn't I agree. a death; it was a betrayal. Mm. So, it, so that's why he's a cold-hearted, doesn't think about that sort of stuff, and it took Leia yeah. to bring that out of him. And even then, like obviously, the Leia Han relationship's a slow burn. At least Leia's in love with him before Han, you know, is in love with her because you know, I love you, I know, you know, from <laughs> Empire's one of my favorite lines in all of Star Wars. Yeah. And I think that makes sense, you know, because he's he he's guarded, he doesn't trust people, and and that's what this movie sets up as well. And that leads, I guess, to when they're leaving, as you said, they get separated at, I guess, the international space airport of this planet <laughs> through customs. Classic. They get separated through customs. And uh, Han goes to try to join the Imperial Navy so that that way he can become a pilot and then eventually get some money and come back and get Kira because they've been separated. And then, as you mentioned, the whole name situation was oh my God. Han Solo getting the name Solo. That really Had bothered me. I was just... Not even like it should have been another... Like, why was his name not just Han Solo? Why did it need an origin? Like, what? there's no, there was no need for there to Absolutely. be an origin. It's just his name. Like, what? <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Why did they have to origin his name? And why does he keep that name? Like, it just know. doesn't make I sense. Do. Like he's yeah, still, he's think... like fo- like he's in fucking um so like when when you see like uh, Finn call him just solo in episode seven it's like that's because that bloody random imperial bloke gave him that name and he just kept it like it does, it's it, so it, that's dumb. like it doesn't make sense you're telling me Han Solo took the name Solo from an imperial officer who gave it to him and then kept it with pride forever he hates uh... the the. <laughs> He hates the Imperials, and then he names his son with the last name Solo. Yeah. Not Organa, not Skywalker, Solo. An it's Imperial so officer gave him the name that just meant he was alone. It's so yeah. fucking weird as well, because It literally meant, like, about... when everyone says, I'm fl- like, you know, makes the puns of Solo and Solo. It's not a pun anymore. It means the same thing. It's not even yeah. like, oh, it's just that. I'm like, oh, that's it's not so clever. That's lazy. Weird. That's the laziest yeah. writing of this whole movie. That was the laziest writing. Yeah, and like, and um, like... what was I going to say? Fucking, oh shit. I literally had it there and it literally went, what the fuck? I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'll remember it in a minute. It was something about yeah. his name. We're talking about him keeping the, keeping the name with, oh, you know. What was it? It was something kid and stupid. And uh, oh no, I remember. Okay, so his, yeah, he had a kid and kept the name. So he, um... His, he had a father, and he talks about his father repeatedly throughout the movie, about how he wanted he to be a pilot, but he just worked on, like, the the ships, and obviously worked on, like, a ship that was like the Millennium Falcon. Um, but, wh- so why, does, does his father not have a name, like a family name? Surely he did. No, it's, no, he doesn't, apparently. He just doesn't. It's just, not... it's just yeah, Han just Solo's dad. No, sorry, Han's dad, because Han doesn't have a name either. I, that's yeah. so. That's the dumbest part of the movie. I think that's the bit that I literally, I like, sighed. I was like, "Oh, great, okay." And that's so. That's how they started it as well. Like that was within yeah. like, the first like fifteen yep. minutes or something. I thought that's what we're in. That's what we're in for. And I guess I'm. Yeah. I may have forgotten a part of this book because, because I, I really, uh, you know me, I like going in almost order of how things get introduced, and then we talk about how it ended mm-hmm. up. But we kind of we mentioned it. But maybe we should talk in more detail uh, because this movie overall, it doesn't matter what we break down throughout it, could not have worked at all. And the reason you thought it was going to be shit, the reason I thought it was going to be shit, was the same reason most people thought it was going to be shit, was because 
it was a story we didn't need, which may or may not be true still in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. It depends what happens next. But the biggest thing is you're having to recast Han Solo. No one's going to be good, and this kid doesn't look good at all. Alden Iron Rick, I think, nailed it. Yeah. And I, do you agree that he nailed it, or am I overstepping? Do yeah. you just think he was? No, yeah, I agree. There was so um, there were certain moments where, um, like, at, it wasn't just like a couple times. It was like quite a lot through the movie. There were certain moments where yeah. he had these mannerisms that were just like he, yeah. he did nail yeah. it. And I, I, I was just like smiling to myself, like that is Han Solo. Like I believe it. Yes. It's not like yeah, I'm not exactly. trying to convince myself. Like I believe it is him. And I think it's so strange they didn't market it like that they market it like he's really bad they pick like yeah, the worst parts of the movie to market yeah. it it was really weird but yeah he did a yeah. fucking great job yeah i mean I, yeah like you said mannerisms i thought when he was smiling or like any little things and they used the motif of the dice as well which i like that was kind of in there throughout and that he that he used that right from the start and mm-hmm. yeah he even i thought he said lines like han says lines this i mean there was a couple of slip-ups Mostly early, probably in the first half, yeah. but I think the re the, in ter- that's more in terms of lines, lo- the way he he read lines. But it, I think the thing that nailed it for him, you know, the reason it's okay that a few lines are there, you know, that was very good, because yeah. he acted like Han, the way he moved, the way he the yeah, like you said, mannerisms. I thought the way he stood yeah. when he's using the blaster, um, his laugh, his one his his one liners, the way he just yeah, I just thought. It was, and it was well written. It was written like it was for Han Solo, the, mm. his behaviours. He did things that Han Solo would do. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I thought he nailed it. And I thought without him nailing it, this movie was going to fail and just be terrible. But because he did so well, I was actually, even though the first third of the movie, I was like, this shit is all over the place. What's even happening? I could bear it because mm-hmm. I was like, at least this guy's good. Like, I, I believe this is Han Solo that I'm watching. Yeah, yeah. I was really pleased. So, so the next point, once Han gets off of the first planet, which I don't remember the name of, two new planets at this point. It's where he yeah, fucking lives, where he comes from, man. Is it though? I don't know. Yeah, um, it is. He's Corellian. Yeah, it's one of the few planets in Star Wars that are human planets, like Coruscant or uh, that one that Leia lived on. Alderaan I did get, blew up, didn't it? I did get worried for a second that I was watching a Zack Snyder movie because with the dark colouring at the start. Oh, and then yeah. I'm like, oh, they're just in the dark. Oh, okay. Then the light breaks through. And I'm like, oh, it looks normal now. I thought it was yeah, like, it was oh, what? Has Zack, come in and co- has Zack Snyder <laughs> come in and colour corrected this movie or something like that? Because that was a mistake. Oh. No, but... So the next point, once um, once he gets off Corellian, Corellia, Corellia, I don't fucking know. Corellia, I, I also, Corellia. Um, <laughs> once he gets off Corelli, he joins the Imperial Navy and he's very Han Solo-like, he's all in it for himself and apparently he hasn't made a single friend there in three years and that's when he meets Woody Harrelson's character Beckett and his little ragtag crew and realises they're not actually Imperials either, they're disguised as Imperials because wow, they're lucky. trying to steal a ship what if he didn't meet um, them? what would have happened? He, he would have just died as an Imperial soldier um, I wish that would have seen and it, that but it, was, but it was interesting because it's like seeing Imperials fight in a battle in a war, like, but it's not it's not stormtroopers. It's just some random, pointless, not really important battle that Imperials are a part of. It just kind of shows the extra bits mm. and importance of and detail of the galaxy. And that's what I liked in Rogue One as well, was seeing Imperial occupation around the galaxy. And it's yeah, like, because yeah. something that 
you know, a new hope and empire. The original trilogy didn't do that well was obviously the, they tell you there's Imperial control and you see death stars and shit, but it's not like they're going to civilian planets that are overrun by the control of the Imperials. No, you're with the rebels and the rebels mm. meet the Imperials only for like battle. Um, so I did like the fact in Rogue One, I liked the fact in this movie, was, you know, again, seeing the detail and level of control the Imperials had all over the galaxy yeah. and the, the, you know, the random battles they had, they were in. It, it felt in a lot of ways like they were really treating fans of the extended media, like Rebels and mm-hmm. Clone Wars, which was, I thought was really cool. And I yeah, haven't watched yeah. all those shows, but I, I, I know enough about what happens in them that I was able to pick up on and be like, oh, that's really cool mm. that they're doing that. Uh, but and in that next point, once we you know see this battle, he meets Beckett and his team. They get him exposed. They call him a traitor because they don't trust some random person coming to join them. Because Han's like, I want to join you. I need to get off of this this planet. They're like, mm, how about we say that you're the traitor and we're in the Imperials? They're not going to believe you because I'm disguised. Beckett was disguised as a higher ranked guy. And then Han mm. gets thrown into a little dungeon pit where this monster is eating people, and it's Chewbacca. James, what did you think of the meeting with Chewbacca in this movie and Han using speaking in Wookiee, which is... And then the overall relationship of Chewie and Han Um, in this movie. I think it was... I don't think it was bad, because I I liked um, the way it just felt like a normal meeting. They didn't... I mean... They did a little bit because obviously it's 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 like an important moment, but for the most part, it just felt like it was a thing that happened in the world, and then they became friends rather than like they both knew it was such an important moment. They like looked into each other's eyes, like oh, we're best friends forever now. Like it just felt like they helped each other out, and then they became friends later. And I sort of liked the way it was done like that, rather than like you know making it all dramatic or whatever. Han speaking in Wookiee, I don't know, that's sort of just there, that's fine, he can do that. I mean, Chewie understands English, but I guess he did it to gain his trust, I guess? I don't know, but that's Yeah, fine. that's that's a weird Whatever. part, like, I, we all know that Han understands um, Chewbacca's language, mm-hmm. the Wookiee language, but does that mean he can speak it? I don't know. Is it, is it a bit of a stretch for me? It is. Like you said, I, I thought the meeting itself felt, you know... Like, look, it wasn't perfect, but it wasn't bad. It felt natural how they met, and I liked how, like you said, they weren't best friends straight away. Like they go, "I've got a friend that are going to get us off of this place. We need to get out." And then they're, mm. and when these guys are leaving, as you know, they're chasing Beckett's ship, Chewie and Han. Chewie looks at Han because they're finally like, "What the fuck, bro? You fucked me on this. <laughs> I was going to go that way, and now we're here. You fucking moron!" Like they still weren't fr- they weren't friendly. Like it, I felt like it did take time to develop their friendship, and there were mm. moments where they could have been separated, but via circumstance, they you know they ended up at the end of this movie back together as a as a duo, and I liked it. The dy- dynamic throughout the movie was great. The story mm. and how it developed from them being meeting and friends was great. The exact meeting itself, fifty fifty. Like yeah, it was natural and it didn't feel like it was forced at all. But in on in other ways, it was a bit unrealistic and just a little bit of a stretch for me. The the him speaking like Wookie was a bit fucking weird, sure. just for the fact I mean, that he never speaks it once. 
I mean, yeah, yeah, but he never does it ever once again, and we've seen him in how many movies? I suppose you know, like, people don't like... really speak Wookiee. Like, he didn't want to speak Wookiee. He was just like, I guess I have to, otherwise I'm going to die in this mud. So I was like, if I say something in Wookiee, he'll be like, oh, wait, you actually speak my language? Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah I, get, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Like, it's a bit, yeah, it is a bit weird, but, you know, whatever. Whatever. Sure. sure. It didn't bother me that much, but it, 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 it was a bit weird. I didn't realize he was speaking Wookiee at first. I thought he was like, 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 I don't know, like shouting, like because he was like being choked, but oh. he was, he was. No, as soon as he did, I because you know what I said the thing and he's gonna speak fucking Wookiee, isn't he? And then he did. I'm like, no, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, uh, like it wasn't the worst thing, not my favorite thing either. Yeah, it was just fine. Uh, it was fine. Yeah. So after this, we're introduced to Beckett's team. I don't know who they are because they didn't live long, but you've got. Um, Hang on, let me look at the full just so I can get everyone's names right. Let's look at the full cast. So you've got or something, and then the thing with Val, who's Thandy Newton, who played Val, who oh, was yeah, his yeah. wife, and then you have uh, John Favreau, Happy from the you know Marvel universe, who oh, played really? the multiple armed guy. Oh my god, yeah, I didn't you fucking know that. That's awesome. Like, I turned to I turned to Harlan and I go, dude, that's Happy. He goes, oh shit, it is too. Um, oh, so I didn't that's know, who, so that's cool. And, and, you know, you get introduced to this team. I'm like, okay, is this the team that Han and Chewie join? And then they do these missions together. Like, because they kind of get you introduced to them. And I'm like, they're kind of cool. And then, nope, they're dead. Yeah, and I'm like, I oh. thought they were main characters. Like, from the trailers as well, I thought they were main characters. Which, you know what? Something that the, the I really like about the marketing for this movie is that the trailers didn't necessarily portray the entire plot the way that it was in the movie, which I liked. Cause they always do that, man. Star Wars are all great I don't know, like the I, best. <clears throat> I guess, but I, f- I felt specifically with this movie, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, shit, I don't actually know what's going on. And I just enjoyed watching it to find out what was going on, rather than sort yeah. of being, like, being able to piece it together. Because I thought I understood the, the, the plot of the movie. Like, I thought that, like, that train heist was going to be quite a big part of the movie. But, you know, it wasn't. And I kind of liked that I didn't really know what the fuck was going on for most of it, because I was like, oh, I can just sort of enjoy the ride, which was quite yeah. fun. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think some of us do that the best. I really do. I think mm-hmm. think that with their marketing, the way they don't they don't show, like, the story and everything. Uh, yeah, I think they're the best at it. And that's, I guess I just didn't expect that from this movie. So I guess that's why it stands out a bit more. Yeah, I was true. like, well, how can they? Because, you know. We already know what happens. Han doesn't die. Han wins and accomplishes what if he whatever. he does die? And someone else becomes did, Han Solo. Harrison did, Ford did, comes did, along and picks up his gun. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. I was like, they, then they get a CGI'd. Like, at the end, it's just like Han Solo gets shot in the head. And yeah, they get a CGI'd Harrison Ford like they did with Tarkin Rogue One and steals his identity. He's like, ah. And, oh, he, and the God. movie just ends with him going, looks like I shot first. And then oh that's it. God. <laughs> And I'd be like, I would stand up and applaud of how, because so dumb, it's brilliant. It's genius. It's so stupid, it's genius. That'd be so funny. Beautiful. That would be canon. A masterpiece. Yeah. Hilarious. Oh, I thought God. that would be hilarious. Um, to get back to the movie, though, in, at least in order, once this sequence sort of goes on, and this, you know, we won't dwell on this because it's not a major moment. It's a major moment of the movie, not a major moment for Han Solo. Um, Val dies, the, you know, Happy dies, and then you've got Beckett, who, and he, they lost the fuel source, whatever it's called, the hyperfuel. I'm just going to call it hyperfuel. It's not called that. I'm calling it hyperfuel because I forgot. And okay. uh, people hate me. 
I'll look it up. And, I'll try to figure it out. Because the the pirates that were trying to steal, you know, there's a whole the conflict between the pirates and Beckett's team. No one got it. it. It blew up, and Beckett lost everything. And I was sitting there like, that's so dumb. Why in the world would Val, Beckett's wife, put her life on the line just to get the fuel, just for some money for cash? Like, it's not if you either get it or you go home. Why die when you're still not sure if you're going to make it? So I was so confused. I'm like, oh, they had to pay it back. Oh, they had was a life or death um, thing. So it kind of made sense later. At first, I was like, I'm so confused. And then they introduced us to Paul Bettany's character, the the crime syndicate boss of Crimson Sun. Is it, is it, was it Crimson Sun? Is that what it's called? Probably. I don't know. I'd have to watch yeah. it again. I don't fucking remember. Crimson Sun, who was the crime syndicate that needed the money, they needed the hyperfuel, and that's what Beckett's crew was trying to steal the hyperfuel for, for the money that they're going to get from Paul Bettany's character, the cr- leader. Crimson or, Dawn. From, was Crimson called. Dawn, that's it. Um, yeah. From Crimson Dawn, and that's when where Beckett goes to them, and Han's like, look, I'm going with you because... Man, I've only seen this movie once. It was like a week ago, so I can't remember even remembering this so well. Um, he goes, "Yeah, you know, I'm going to come with you." And Beckett's like, "But if he sees you, you're now in it. He'll know that you're a part of my crew, and that means you have to deliver, or else he'll kill you if you don't, as well as me. He already knows me. Why you want to come? He's like, you know, we're in this together, sort of shit." Um, mm-hmm. So they go. Beckett goes to talk with uh, Paul Bettany's character, the crime boss, and then Han Solo's walking around just trying to not fuck around. Same with Chewbacca. Chewbacca fucks off. And he runs into Kira, who's mm. working there. The girl he's gone, who was going to go back for his love interest, a movie Clark character. And they reconnect, blah, 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 blah. Here's a probably what? 45 minutes in, 50 minutes in, maybe even an hour in. We're now at the point where we're setting up what the story's about. Kira's yeah. working for Paul Bettany's character in the crime syndicate. We don't know how she's been brought in, but we know she's like hit, his girl sort of thing. And she's being sent along with Han Solo, Chewbacca and Beckett to try another way to go get the, um, hyperfuel. And then, mm-hmm. and then I'm trying to find out what this shit is. Coaxium. Yeah, coaxium. That's the word I'm looking for, but they, it's but they need to, they're not going to get hyperfuel for sure. Yeah. But that's what it's for. That's what it's used for. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. They put it in the thing. Um, and it goes yeah boom. yeah that's what it's used for yeah um so co- they need the coaxium but they had to go get raw coaxium because they couldn't get that much proper you know coaxium it's just fucking it's a bit of a weird story it's a very detailed you've really got to be a star wars not to kind of like be interested in this stuff to be honest so they go but they need a ship mm-hmm. so they go and find lando and lc3 what's the fuck's the droid uh, saying l337 it's like Lee. Yeah, L- we'll just say L3. Anyway, yeah. Lando and L3, because they need the Millennium Falcon. So, Fal- Falcon? I'm saying like Darth Vader. Uh, <laughs> Millennium Falcon. Do you know Darth Vader says that in, um, in what was it? I think Empire. He's talking to like, you've got to find Han Solo. You must find the Millennium Falcon. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Classic Darth Vader. Uh, anyway, what an idiot. Fuck you, Anakin. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, what did you think of, now that we meet Lando and, and L3, what did you think of Donald Glover as Lando, him throughout the movie, and also L3? 
the droid. Okay. 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 I thought I thought I thought Lando was great. I thought it was really good. I thought he like from the minute he showed up, I thought he sounded like Lando and stuff like that. I thought it was really great. Um he wasn't a huge character in the movie, but for what he what he did, he was he was really good in the role, so I enjoyed that. Um and I enjoyed like him meeting Han and their sort of back and forth and stuff. That was quite interesting. Uh the robot fucking the droid l3 um i don't know she was a bit annoying to be honest i don't know she was literally i just turned to Han and go it's a social justice warrior droid they literally just got a social justice warrior droid in this movie that's yeah. who that is she like always sounded really angry and it just kind of put me on edge a little bit like i was just sort of like every time that droid was gonna speak i was like oh fucking she's gonna say something and be really angry about something and it felt like she didn't fit with the crew like everyone was friends and she was just pissed off at everyone so i'm happy she died um although you fucking why the okay what the fuck why was lando in like an intimate relationship with this droid as well like what was going on there what was this like weird like i thought that was a joke i thought that was um, a joke i thought it was a joke but but then i was like wait what yeah, because I Dude, he I don't gets know. really also... upset, and then the fucking guy that wrote the movie put out a tweet where he was like, "I don't regret do- uh, doing whatever I did with Lando's sexuality." Blah 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 blah. We need equality for everyone. Blah blah. Social justice warrior bullshit. Um, so actually, it was cool. meant to be that. Um, oh, okay. Which was yeah. really, I it's, it was just really strange. Didn't that that felt out of character to me? Um, yeah when lando was like you know like because there's no it's never like alluded to in like empire or jedi that he ever like is sexually attracted to droids um yeah. it's weird I just, didn't, I just didn't find anything l3 said funny and then oh no i hated uh, that character completely um, yeah and then then it's th- thankfully the droid died and i enjoyed that a lot yeah thank um, fuck yeah, so that was uh, good and yeah but lando was great and then like them playing i guess star wars poker um, and you know, Lando's obviously, Sabak. yeah, using tricks. Thanks, bro. Sabak, space poker. Anyway, um, <laughs> so playing space poker, and Lando's <coughs> device in his sleeve to get the right card. So hmm. he wins. Han doesn't get the ship, but then they bring Lando in anyway for a cut of the money they'll get for getting the coaxium. Yeah. God, I keep getting like about keep burping. Um, it's alright, man. It's okay. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Um, so then we go forward in the Millennium Falcon. It's all brand new, looks great, and looks all together. And I'm like, oh, wow. So this is what it looked like when it was fresh and new and clean on the inside before yeah. Han got it. Yeah. And we go on this journey finally and on um, what is the Kessel Run. So they go to Kessel mm-hmm. and get – and they do – and this whole coup happens. Like it was, it was an alright sequence, but you kind of knew it. Look, it wasn't how I kind of expected this to all go down. When I thought of the Castle Run, I wasn't really sure what it is, but mm-hmm. it was okay. It was a fun little sequence. Chewie goes off. I wasn't, you know, I was like, oh, Chewie's gone. Is he coming back, or is he gone for the movie or something, or until the end, or? Mm. But you know, he just he just went and helped the, um, the Wookiees. enslaved Wookies. Yeah. And, there's no mention of, you know, Chewie didn't go, you, by the way, I know some Jedi um, hung out with Yoda in Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the big, the big coup happens. That's when we get to see Han really in, in action for the first time, not as a pilot. 
and really go at it. And that's when you see him do the stance and everything. And Lando's a bit of a pussy when a stupid droid dies. Yeah. And then they get the coaxium and they get out of there. And then we see the Kessel Run. Did you like the Kessel Run, James? I did like the Kessel Run. I enjoyed it. I think it was one of the one of the better sections of the movie. I enjoyed the... I always enjoy, you know, some nice space action in Star Wars movies. And it being the Kessel Run and it being in a big horizontal tornado of... of, of I don't know what the fuck it was. was really cool. It looked great. Um, that was a fun time. You had some TIE fighters. The music was fucking sick as well during that sort of chase sequence because it was, uh, they sort of combined the TIE fighter attack from A New Hope with, um, the asteroid, it was like the asteroid field music from Empire when they're trying to navigate the asteroid field. Those two pieces of music together, so it was like two pieces of music when the Millennium Falcon was flying and it sounded cool, so I like that. That's Um, that's an interesting point. They really, I felt... And it was annoying me at first. It didn't really feel like much of a Star Wars movie with the music because mm-hmm. they were really not using Star Wars themes or anything that was big and epic and very recognizable up until like that moment. It's like sure. the first time they're like, oh, wow, they're <clears> using Star Wars music. And it really – because Star Wars – one of the biggest parts of Star Wars to me is the music. Mm. What did you think of the music? Well, like, I, I mean, I liked the Did you like the that they used it sparingly? Um, but yeah, I think I liked that it wasn't, like, every five minutes was like, oh, here's the rebel theme, like, all the time. Like, mm-hmm. oh, here's Star Wars mm-hmm. music, you know. I think when it, when, it, when it kicked in and it played that iconic music from A New Hope and Empire during the Kessel Run, I was just like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Like, this is, this is where the music should be. This is where it deserves to be. Um, yeah, so I, I quite agree. liked I that. Did, I did, because at first I was, like, waiting for it. I'm like, where the fuck is this? this is bullshit. They're not even using it. And then when it happened, then I'm like, that was probably the right time. I feel yeah. like they probably, like, yeah. I prejudged a lot of things whilst watching the movie. Like, where the fuck is this? Where the fuck? But eventually, like, it would answer the questions I had, which mm. I kind of liked. It was like, fuck. It, was that, it kind of had the middle finger up to me a bit through the movie, which was, <laughs> you know, I respect that. I really do respect that. Yeah, yeah. I liked that. I definitely liked that. And the castle run overall was really interesting. It was really cool. That that whole set, like, I mean, like, w- the whole bit when they're, like, getting sucked into that vortex thing, it's like, okay, we know the Millennium Falcon doesn't get destroyed. We know all these cats, like, Han Solo and Lando and Chewie don't die, so they can't die. They've obviously got to get out of this. But at the same time, it was really tense, and I quite liked that whole that whole section where it was like, you know, oh, what's going to happen here? Because they were going to get out of it, but, like, how are they going to get out of it? it? was It was interesting, and that was that was cool. I liked that sequence quite a bit. Yeah. So, yeah. I, um, I... I didn't like it that much, to be honest. Oh, really? Like, I, I didn't, I did, like, it was fun. Um, okay. But it was, again, like you said, you know they're getting out of it. So it was just this middle part of the movie that, to me, was so inconsequential to me. And it was just unimportant, mm-hmm. like, because I know what ha- I know what happens. And it wasn't as good, like, they're building up and talking about how good Han is as a pilot. And, well, he's trying to tell people how good he is as a pilot. And I went to see it, and I was hoping the Kessel Run would be this epic moment where he's dodging and weaving and really showing how good he is as a pilot. I mean, he does, but really, though, it's just he, he kind of, but it's almost like uh, that awesome thing where he flips the ship round to smack a Tie Fighter into a rock. That was pretty cool. Yeah, like that stuff was cool, and I was liking it up to then. I didn't like the vortex bit, and there's just some like deep space monster. I was like, what the fuck is, is going on? Was it just a monster floating in space? And, like, I know there are, like, asteroid yeah. fields and stuff that live on asteroids, but I more mean, like, this is just some dust next to a black hole, and, oh, there's a monster next to a black hole, and now it gets sucked in? Like, 
I, I don't uh, know. Yeah, I, I why wasn't it I was, already getting sucked into it? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like, may, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking. I just kind of was like, no, no, it just it. to me the Kessel Run meant fast. Like it was, it meant he smashed through this at some extraordinary pace that no one's been able to do. No, because because he cut he has to if, cut it, doesn't he? That's literally the point. Because a parsec is like distance, isn't it? No, no, no. I get that, and that's fine. I'm not mad at that. What I'm saying is, when the vortex comes in, it stops the action. And I, it's just not what I envision the Kessel Run being. I envision it being tense, but tense in a fast-paced way. And to me, it stopped the action. And to me, when you do the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs, yet you're stopped for five minutes. I'm like, well... Yeah, I was thinking at that point, like, would it not have been faster to just do it in 20 parsecs rather than trying to cut it? Because you probably would have got there at the same time. Because like, the point wasn't that you needed to get there in a shorter distance the point was to get there in a shorter amount of time wasn't it because you didn't want the Correct. coaxium to like break down yeah. or whatever um yeah. so i did find that strange because i think the point of cutting the corner and like getting there in 12 parsecs instead of 20 was because they wanted to get there quicker but they didn't yeah. get there quicker it probably would have taken about the same time yeah um, it was a bit odd look it was a bit odd yeah it was a bit strange but i liked it because it was cool because it's like the, you get to yeah. see the castle run that he's always bragging about which sure is cool. we had we had to see it it was there I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just like, yeah, okay, that was fun. I had fun. Not really, you know, consequential or anything because, again, we knew it. Um, mm. But afterwards, they head to some other desert planet that happens to be in Star Wars. Um, there's a few of them. There's some water in this one, which is different. That's a bit interesting. Um, oh, mixing it up a bit. Yeah, yeah they were. Uh, because they're delivering the, coax the raw coaxium to get processed and... Give it to Crimson Dawn and get their reward. Now, the Millennium Falcon was pretty much destroyed and looked like we know the Millennium Falcon to be uh, throughout mm. it. And they get off and get the coaxium in, in time, the raw coaxium in time to get developed. I don't know if developed or I were processed, whatever. Yeah, sure. And Crimson Dawn show up. But before that, pirates show up. These pirates that we, we saw at the start of the movie that you know, the reason Val died and um, Happy died well, no. because they were trying to get the coaxium. But it turns out they're not pirates and they weren't trying to steal the coaxium. They were trying to get it away from Crimson Dawn because these are rebels, James, the whole mm. time. Yeah. What did you think of this plot twist, the rebels of the pirates, and they're try to, trying to convince Han and Beckett to not give the coaxium to Crimson Dawn? Um. I don't know, I'm sort of indifferent on it. I'm not like, oh, that was cool, or oh, that was terrible. It's just sort of, yeah, I guess. Star Wars, isn't it? Yeah, guess, sure. Like, it's just sort of a Did, thing that happened. It, it was a bit of a New Hope storyline in the sense of Han's his own man, does his own thing, but then in the end he decides to help the Rebels. I'm sorry, I, I kind mean, this... of like the... Because I, mean, I think what they do nicely in this is they don't... They don't rewrite Han's character. Like, when we meet Han in A, in a New Hope, obviously, <clears throat> he's more experienced, he's seen a lot more shit, and he's a lot more cynical, um, and he's trying to be this sort of, you know, this smuggler, this bad guy, this sort of outlaw, and he's trying to be that, but really, he just needs certain people to bring out who he really is, which is, you know, he's the good guy, and that's sort of what this movie was, um, and I quite like that, because it means that, you know... I mean, obviously he's going to go through some more shit and he's going to try his best to be, you know, this Han Solo that he wants to be until he meets Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan and Leia. And that's when he sort of really just embraces who he is, which is, you know, he's a, he's a hero. 
So I think I like that they're sort of just showing that side of him rather than just being like, oh yeah, he was just a really terrible person until he met Luke. Because <clears throat> I think I like that there's an underlying sort of goodness to him. He's, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, now that's when Beck at least, because he's like, I'm not doing this. If you want to do this, you go ahead. Hell the Rebels, I'm going to go do my own thing. Hmm. Um, and you can tell them I'm dead or whatever. So he, he leaves. So Han comes up with a plan to give them a fake batch of Coaxium to Crimson Dawn and give the real stuff to the rebels and then, you know, get away with it sort of thing to try to pass it off as real Coaxium. Mm-hmm. And then there's this moment where he's like, um, Paul Bettany's character, the crime boss realizes <laughs> this, wow, this looks real. This really would have passed off as real. He goes, it's cause it is real. And he goes, no, nope. someone told the difference. And Harlan next to me goes, oh, Amelia Clark, Kira's character betrayed him. I'm like, I don't buy that bullshit. The whole time, I'm like, I'll give this to Kira. I trusted her to not want to hurt Han. Mm. Like, she wouldn't put him in danger. So I wasn't worried at all about that. I was like, no, Beckett's fucked him. Beckett has fucked him. And that this is one of those things that, like, sure, this last sequence was really good. And it wasn't, like, story we knew. But I kind of knew what was coming as it was happening, rolling through. Sure. Like, I'm like, oh. When Beckett betrayed him, I was like, yep, cool. Saw that coming a mile away. One thing I didn't see coming was Han seeing it coming too. Yeah. So he yeah. planned that the whole time. That really, that was the real coaxium and and all that. So Beckett's like, oh, cool. Well, I'm going to take this and get the fuck out of here. And he takes Chewie with him and he's going to fuck off with the coaxium Why himself. Chewie just kill him? Like, Chewie is big. Chewie could have, like, ripped his arms off. I Why think did because he, like... Coa- it's because the coaxium is highly explosive. Ah, oh, I see. So, like, it would have fallen wow that was Chewy, the smart sauce. thinking by chewy there Jeez. yeah well, chewbacca's experience he's 198 years old or whatever he is yeah yeah um, yeah so i i like all this sequence and then we're just in the room with paul bettany's character the you know crimson dawn's crime boss kira and What's Han. Again? dryden voss is his name dryden voss a very star yeah, wars villain vision. very vision we'll just call him vision so vision, vision yeah. Kira and Han were all in the same room. And I knew that she was obviously going to be on Han's side. You know, there's some back and forth, a little bit of fighting with like some <clears throat> weird laser daggers and shit. But at the end of the day, Amelia Clark, Kira picks Han, kills Vision. I get to see Vision die twice in, in a month. Sorry, <laughs> spoilers. So that's, oh, I'm happy no. with that. Fuck you, Vision. Shit character. Um, but he was really great in this movie, by the way. I really liked. He was um, great in Infinity War as well. Stop being so mean no, to Vision. He, he wasn't, though, was he? He's not a fan um, of anything. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and <laughs> um, and then Kira's like, "Oh, I'll sort this out and pass it off that he died and explain <clears> it so people don't come." And Han's like, "Cool, I'll go stop Beckett. Cool, we got our jobs. Let's move on." Then you have the moment. The end, before we get into the, I'm gonna skip Kira's bit. That's gonna be the last. Could I just say real quick when yeah, sure. uh, Kira was saying goodbye to um to Han, I legit yeah. thought she was gonna blow it up like self destruct that room, because she was yeah, like okay. crying, and I was like, obviously what what actually happened I didn't fucking expect. So I was just like, she's probably gonna like blow it up for some reason or something. Or maybe do something else bad. I don't know. It was as weird. Soon as, she, as soon as she looked at those jewels, man, I'm like, oh, no, she's in it for herself. She doesn't want to hurt Han, but she's in it for herself. Like, when it comes right sure. down to it, she she wants something. And that's the reason she's really there the whole time. As soon as she looked, they did... 
I'll give this movie this the movie isn't very subtle. To me, it just made everything was very obvious as it was happening. Like, obviously, I didn't know mm. from the start what was going to happen, but as it was happening, I'm like, okay, this is where it's going. As soon as they did the shot of the jewels and, and Kira look at the jewels, I'm like, oh, Han's all safe. She's cool with that. I know she loves him and cares for him, but she's she is in it for herself, 100%. Is she, I felt more like she was trapped, like she wasn't able to get no, out of it. She didn't want to no, put Han in danger. No, no, I don't believe that. I think really? she was totally in it for herself. Yeah, I but do. She looked very sad. I feel like she was... She was sad. She cares about Han. She was sad to say goodbye to Han, but she had a choice, and she made her choice, hmm. which was to be the leader of Crimson Dawn, and replace Vision, and work for who is running all the crime syndicates. But we'll get to that in a second. Let's okay. wrap up Han Solo's part of the movie before we get into the implications of what could be next. Sure. Han Solo meets Beckett down there, and then you have this moment of. You know, shit talking between the two of them and how Beckett's just, you know, what Han could be if he was, you know, not secretly like mm-hmm. we all know, the good guy. And then Han shoots first. And you have, of course, the moment Han shot first. What do you think of that whole section um, with him killing Beckett? I really liked it because I was expecting, because Beckett goes, oh, now you better listen close because I'm going to teach you the most important lesson. And then obviously he just kills him. And obviously I was expecting him to say something i was expecting someone to say like shoot first i was expecting that and when they didn't i was actually happy i was happy because i was like i was expecting them to do that but instead they just did it i mean it wasn't subtle but it wasn't like super like on the nose so i was like yeah that was nice whatever that was cool i guess like it was just again it was another piece of fan service that was like ah yeah that's cool like i just enjoyed it for what it was uh just have fun with it so yeah i liked that final scene and their little exchange as well. Their little, like, sort of talk was nice. And then he gives... Han gives the coaxium to the rebels. And they're like, do you mm-hmm. want to join us? He's like, nah, not for me. Maybe one day. This is obvious foreshadowing that it's yeah. Han Solo. becomes one of the greatest heroes of the rebellion of all time. Mm. And Han goes off on one mission with Chewie. Him and Chewie are sticking together um, because he sees... And we'll get to Kira's scene, but Kira leaves because she's in it for herself and flies off with Crimson Dawn ship and she takes over. So she mm-hmm. leaves Han there. He Han knows exactly what happened because he's a smart guy. And that's, you know, that little betrayal. I was like, wow, I was waiting for the moment that she was going to die in this movie, but she didn't, which I like better because it makes more sense for Han not being some sad sack about women, but being like distrustful of them. I like mm. that better because yeah, that's yeah. what Han is. He's, it didn't make sense he had a love interest unless he was betrayed, not like he lost her. I like that. Mm. Han and Chewie go get the Millennium Falcon and outdo Lando in that card game and have that last scene with them. I love that scene. I don't know about yeah, you, but that, yeah. that last scene was cool. And he saw the um, the device for, mm. for space poker. And uh, I'm just calling it space poker on purpose now. Um, okay. And then Han wins the Millennium Falcon from Lando by using his own tricks that Lando used earlier in the movie. And him and Chewie wrap up the movie talking about going to Tatooine Mm. where they're going to meet some crime boss to get some jobs. And they fly off together at the end and he puts the uh, dice on the the top and there's Han's ending. What do you, did you like the setup there at the end? Yeah. I did like that. I liked the whole scene with uh, Lando and with Han doing the... Uh, so he, like, wins the Falcon properly and he outsmarts him and everything. Um, it sort of adds more uh, more depth to the to their, their meeting on a, 
uh, Bespin and Empire when they sort of like when he when Lando's like oh like oh what'd you do to my ship and then Han's like oh your ship I won that fair and square and I think that's uh, it just sort of adds that little thing like I think that's something this movie did a lot of is it adds a, it adds depth it didn't to totally a lot ruin of everything. little things so like when you see tiny I think it's another thing that Rogue One did um, is when you watch those moments you're like oh it's cool because I remember it from this other movie and it's just like I like the little connections that don't rewrite the movie or like ruin the movie or change the movie they just add to it and i like that i think this movie did a lot of that um so this was 10 years before a new hope correct is that is yeah. that the story yeah okay yeah so obviously a lot more happens to han but sure i don't feel like anything that much more major can happen to him like because i feel like i can see from that ending okay that's how he becomes han Solo. i can see exactly how he becomes the han Solo we meet on tatooine in a new hope i feel like if he's involved with some big stuff and they make a f- sequel or a trilogy of Han, you're pushing boundaries, making it a bit too ridiculous, and it does and it won't make sense anymore of why we meet Han the way he is in A New Hope. Now, I mean that by <clears throat> if we rewind a bit to Kira's ending and why she is uh, leaves and becomes the Crimson Dawn leader, she gets a she has a conversation over a hologram with the leader of not just Crimson Dawn, but I believe the, all the crime syndicates, yeah, like the main leader of all, yeah. all five syndicates. And I heard this voice and he's got a hood and I'm like, it's like some Sith Lord, but I don't recognize. Oh man. When it's I not heard like, his that's voice. Like the Emperor. And then Harlan, Harlan just goes, <clears throat> cause Harlan's watched all of rebels and, um, clone Wars, So he heard yeah. the voice and he goes, that's more. And I'm like, bullshit. And I saw the, and then I looked at the legs and I'm mm. like, get fucked. That's Darth Maul. Oh what, man! That like I was, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, that's Darth Maul. What's happening right now? Yeah. What was what was your reaction? I, I remember, I remember when he when it popped up, I was like, okay, this is gonna be interesting because it was like, okay, hologram, this is gonna be interesting. And then I heard his voice, and I'm like, shit, that that's Sam Witwer who voices him in Clone Wars and Rebels. I was like, that is fucking Sam Witwer. And I was like, are they are they gonna do fucking more? Like, what what is this? Um, and then I saw the metal leg, and I was like, oh my god they're fucking doing this and me and george were like freaking out we were like are they actually fucking doing this in in this movie and then he obviously reveals you know pulls his hood down it's like holy shit they're fucking they've 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 done it what, what is going on this came out of nowhere but it was so fucking sick the way he's so accurate to clone wars and rebels as well like he's got the same lightsaber same voice actor and i believe the guy who's playing him is it's ray park right from the phantom menace i think i think i saw that somewhere i don't i and don't they, they dubbed over sam witwer's voice um which which was super interesting um and he looked fucking so fucking awesome and he looked like maul and he sounded like maul and it was maul and it was so fucking cool um and yeah i'm just looking forward to see what they do with that i mean like there's there's a lot of a lot of ways that could go um and ah yeah that reveal was just i mean it came out of nowhere but it was so fucking sick like i think that really boosted the movie in terms of how much I like it for me. Because it was like... An importance. Yeah, it, it adds that importance to it, and it adds that sort of, like, link to the rest of Star Wars canon, and it was just like... I don't know, it felt it felt like it was rewarding to be a Star Wars fan. It felt like, you know, if it, there was, it was worth being invested in Star Wars as a franchise when they do things like that. Um, and so, yeah, I just really fucking liked that scene. That was great. Wow, yeah, I was I was taken off guard. 
I was I was honestly taken mm. off guard because I'm sitting there like, what the fuck does that mean? And I hadn't heard that that that, that um Alden had signed on to play Han in multiple movies, whether that's multiple Han Solo movies or just him as Han Solo in other anthology movies. I don't know what the yeah. plans are right now, but <clears throat> for me, I was shocked, shocked by all this, especially because I thought Kira must die and then she left betraying him. But I'm like, well, why don't they run into each other later? I guess oh, I guess she's on her way. But then when Maul's there, I'm like, oh, okay, so there's something here. And I'm like, if they don't do anything with this, if there's no follow-up to this story in some way, I don't care whether it's a Han Solo movie or another movie, that whole Mm. scene sucks. Like, they have to do something with what they've done. Now, Darth Maul's been reintroduced into main movies. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen him since The Phantom Menace. Other, obviously, like you said, in Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff. But for me, as a person that, that's not watching every episode of that, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I know Darth Maul's in that, but he, he is dead, isn't he, though? You know what I mean? Like, he died of Phantomen. You know what I mean? He's, Fuck off. Like, you, you always used to say, I'm not sure if you used to say that to me or, or Harlan did. Like, well, Maul is, you know, Maul in Rebels. I'm like, yeah, but it's not really Maul, is it, though? Because, you know, he's dead. Fuck no, he's not. He's in it. I'm like, no. Nah, I swear to God, I hate you so is, much. He's dead, isn't he, though? He's actually dead, though, isn't he? Because he oh. died in the movie. George Lucas killed him. And then once I saw him in the movie, I'm like, well, I guess he's not. Who's dead now? <sighs> not Maul. Maul's alive. Oh, Jesus. So, it just, like you said, it added that whole element and made that movie feel important. Like, it wasn't mm. just, oh, yeah, cool. We just wanted to make money off of this here's a Han Solo movie I'm like well I mean you did a good job with Han Solo good job did we need the movie no because we still did know what was going to happen we didn't need it was it fun yeah it was fun did I like the movie yes I liked the movie did I need to see that movie no I didn't need to see that story happen not at all Mm. but then you have the Darth Maul moment I'm like well what are you doing here now my thing is I do not want Han Solo involved in this storyline at all yeah i don't it, it want, I don't want see i don't want a sequel to a han solo movie solo a solo story 2 and darth maul's in it han solo doesn't even believe in yeah. the force and you and you're gonna try to tell me he fought and defeated a sith a former sith lord a former sith lord that came back to life pretty much that kept his body alive with the force with robot legs and a double-sided lightsaber and who survived all that, fought against everybody, including the Emperor for a while, started all the crime syndicates in the galaxy, and you're going to tell me Han Solo not only beats him, beats his ex-girlfriend, but then doesn't believe in the Force in in A New Hope. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make any fucking sense. He shouldn't, and he can't be involved in the storyline. I was okay with them introducing this. It just means the anthology films are connected, and I'm cool with that. It doesn't mean you have to have another solo movie. Maybe it's in Bo- a Boba Fett movie. You've got a bounty hunter who's involved with, you know, crime syndicates. That makes sense. So I want a Boba Fett movie? No, but it would make sense that that's not involved in there. To me, you've got an Obi-Wan movie we've been asking for. Who does Darth Maul want revenge on the yeah, most? but you can't. Stabbed him in half? Yes, you can. That scene in Rebels sucked. It was so quick and it no, ruined it. No, it was fucking awesome because it he because he so literally beats was Maul it. because Maul tries to do the same move he did on Qui-Gon and, and fucking Obi-Wan just cuts his lightsaber up. 
Yeah, and but so he just the, defeats him straight exactly. away. So, so it's all this storyline and build up for Maul meant nothing because he learnt nothing. But that's the point. Is it? Th- that's a dumb point. That's a stupid no, no, because point. no, because his build up was because he faces him in Clone Wars, and at that point he has learned and he defeats Obi Wan. Like, I mean, not he doesn't obviously doesn't kill him, but like he defeats him, and they never see each other again for for years and years and years until they see each other in Rebels. And that's when Obi Wan's learned that he needs to yeah, see, beat more because they have that I'm first sorry. confrontation. Yeah, I'm sorry to do this to you. I'm really sorry to say this. Didn't fight him in Clone Wars, though, did he? Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Go home. Why are we doing this podcast? You don't even like Star Wars. We're not friends. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, that's what makes you laugh so much. That's my favourite. Oh, oh, God, Jesus. I'm funny. Uh, oh, fuck, I'm hilarious. Oh, my uh, God. Oh, God, I'm crying. Well, Damn, I'm good. Anyway, didn't fight him in Clone Wars, so I'd no, really like to see him fight. He didn't fight him in Rebels, though, either, did he? Look, so we need to see that in this, obviously. Um, and it would be better because you see Ewan McGregor actually do it. And to have it build up and maybe... Obi-Wan's dealing with the crime syndicates on Tatooine, and that leads not only leads to Darth Maul finding Obi-Wan, but it leads Obi-Wan to finding Darth Maul. They both sort of find each other They've throughout. Done it. They've interfere. done it already. They can't do it. They haven't done it already, have they? They have, they though. This is, pointless, this is a pointless This is a pointless conversation. They've done they this. No, they haven't. They haven't okay. If it's animated, it doesn't count. Shut the fuck up. Stop it. It's a cartoon. If it's a cartoon, doesn't count, does it, though? It does, though. The same way Darth Maul wasn't even alive until two weeks ago when that movie came out. Okay. okay, So, anyway, (laughs) fucking. um, I don't know. What did them do with Darth Maul? What do you want them to do with the storyline? If you think. Um, You obviously have to kill him again. You can't just have him alive and be like, well, if you want to know what happened at the end of the story, go watch Rebels. Get the fuck out of here. No, because I don't think they'll make him a main character. I don't think he'll be a main protagonist or antagonist. I think he'll just be an emperor-type figure in the background. But he's going to die in this. He has to. No, he can't, though, because he dies in Rebels. No, he doesn't, though. Oh, my God. No. I'm joking about this. I'm being serious. It doesn't fucking count. They've got to do it again. Of course it they fucking counts. They've brought him back in the movies. They kill him again in the movies. I don't care if they recreate the same scene. No. I don't give a fuck. No. That scene is happening. No, they can't. Because then they'd have to set up Ezra and it'd be a fucking mess. Ezra's not in it. Fuck Ezra. So no, but that, that, that makes all the rebels not no, canon. No. Um, no, we're not having this. I'm not having this opinion of yours. Stop it. What do you do with him then? What do you do with this storyline with Kieran Darth Maul that they set up at the end of this? You've got to do something <clears> with <throat> this storyline. Well, He's like, look, we're going to be working very closely together. That's what he said. Well, we know that Maul set up a lot of bloody gangs and she run a lot of gangs in Clone Wars. And obviously, after Clone Wars, that all went to shit. But he obviously must have done it again. Because obviously after the Empire took over, I guess the Republic was sort of in chaos. And so he was like, oh, I'm in charge of all these crime places now. Because he has the Force. And so if anyone says, nah, you're not, he just kills them. Um, So I guess 
I mean, if you're going to introduce him, I guess he's kind of got to be important to some extent, but you can't make him a main antagonist, because otherwise... Especially with, like, because like you said, you can't be in a Han Solo movie, because if you have bloody Han Solo versus Darth Maul, neither of them die, so it doesn't... It's stupid. That'd be and terrible. And also, it doesn't make sense for Han's character Yeah, to it makes no sense for him as well, so you can't have that. Um... So really, he, I feel maybe he has an apprentice. Maybe that could be the storyline that they do. Um, is it the Force using apprentice? Or is it just like of, a second in command? But wouldn't uh, that just be... Don't you think they could just use Kira then? Maybe Kira uses the Force. Maybe Kira is a Sith. Trey's <gasps> mum. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and the ending to the next movie is Kira leaving a baby on Jakku. And it's like, oh, and then I kill myself and never watch it's Star Wars Hans again. It's Han's kid. It is Han's oh, kid. Oh, <laughs> yuck. That's disgusting. That's terrible storytelling. Oh, God. Could you imagine? It's so bad. It's genius. I love it. She was pregnant for like 30 years. Yes, And then James. she left it on Jakku. You clearly don't know space science, idiot. <laughs> <coughs> oh, Jesus. Um, But, so yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe may, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Kira is does use the Force. I don't know. We don't know. No, no. Maybe she does. No, Kira doesn't <coughs> use the Force, and Darth Maul wouldn't bring a Force user in because he doesn't trust them. He's learned from his lessons. He's deals no, with just. No, he tried to get. He tried to make Ezra his apprentice. So he's clearly he clearly wants a Force wielding apprentice. But he didn't though, did he? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I need a new co-host, a Star Wars co-host. <laughs> oh, It'll just—it's gonna be a meme. It, 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 but it didn't though, did it? <clears throat> he didn't though, did he? Well, he I'm gonna it. start saying the movies didn't happen. The only canon Star Wars material is Clone Wars and Rebels, and that's it. Well, it's like the saying the only exist. canon in the MCU is the TV shows. Fuck it is. That's you. the only canon. Yeah, Luke cool. Cage is the only canon in the MCU. Not How even like Daredevil is just Luke that. Cage. How dare you ever say that? That's blasphemy. And you don't even What mean did you it. think when, when Luke Cage fought shit, what's his fucking name? The the other you the other even... dude. No. Who it's it is because it doesn't movie. matter. Luke Cage is the best MCU movie. Of all time. And it's not a movie. It's a thirteen-hour movie. I expect an I expect an apology letter after this. Yeah, well, but, fucking respect rebels, cunt. Rebels sucks. Oh, it doesn't. Stop it. I'm upset. Rebels is great. <sighs> okay. Anyway. But yeah, Darth Maul. What do you want him to do with it then? Like, what movie? What movie are you gonna put it in? Tell I me the movie know. you're gonna put it in. I genuinely don't know. I want it in an Obi-Wan movie. I want I this don't. to lead to an Obi-Wan movie. It'd annoy me. But I expect it's going to lead to a Boba Fett movie. Look, it doesn't make any sense for it to be an Obi-Wan movie. It would just annoy me because... I hope it does. I hope you hate it. But guess what? No Ewan McGregor is going to play Obi-Wan and you'll love it. You will. No, look, your pants I'm fine with an Obi-Wan movie. You... I just don't want Darth Maul to be in it because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Because then why are they sense. like? Because then why is Darth Maul like? Oh, I've I've been looking for him since the Clone Wars. If you fucking found him in a fucking movie, yeah, exactly. That's not canon. Fuck that movie. And then he that movie dies, happens. And it's then not he dies, canon. I'm not watching it. Like you said, I've been they looking for him, and then he dies. 
Okay. That's how it ends. That's storyline. I'm not watching that movie. He also kills Kira, this stupid bitch. Oh no. <laughs> Look, it I'm makes sense. She comes to Tatooine and user. Han sings her for the last time, and she betrays him again on Tatooine. Han's in the movie, but they don't. <clears> she doesn't meet Obi Wan, obviously. Um, and then Obi Wan kills her. Peace. Everyone's like, peace, bruh, I'm done. I'm out of here. He goes back and then Maul comes to finish the job because he realizes that the person that killed his men and Kira was forces. He must, he realizes everyone's here, finds him, dies. I don't give a fuck. Recreate the exact scene, exactly how it happened. If it's the scene that matters so much to you, except fake characters like It's canon that matters to me. Stop disrespecting Star Wars canon. It's upsetting me. The, God, the, Star Wars the... canon's all over the place. Star Wars canon's fine. What's wrong with Star Wars canon? Tell me. The prequels. The, yeah, but the canon's fine. Like, it's not is it messy, though? is it? Like, it makes everything makes sense. It's a bit weird, though, that in is the it? prequels, it's all, like, the most futuristic shit you've ever seen, and then you watch the original trilogy. I'm like, are they... In, is it 2012? Is yeah, but they spend a lot of time on the outer rim, don't they, in the, in the original trilogy, whereas they're a lot of time spent on the inner rim. <laughs> excuses. excuses. In the prequels. No, but that's the fucking law! That's the fucking law! Whether it's excuses make, or not, it's still the law, isn't it? The law is the excuses. I don't like you. Yeah. We're not friends anymore. This is where as always ends, guys. This is it. I'm done. I'm going to hire Star Wars Explained to be my co-host. And we're going to make Star Wars Rebels speculation. Even though the show's done. <sighs> yeah. What okay. are we talking about? Anyway. They're going to use it. They've got to use it in something. So I think it'll probably be in a bubble. I mean, yeah, they have everyone. to. They have to do it. But they not a Han Solo movie. We, I no, think no, we agree no. it's a sequel to Han Solo. Don't do it. That'd have been don't do it. That'd be terrible. You did a good yeah. job. Don't push your luck and definitely don't have them deal with a Force user. Dumb. Yeah, that'd be stupid. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Is that everything? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we've gone through everything in the movie. <clears throat> good. So I think that's it. Other than this end argument. <laughs> uh, <laughs> classic. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Yeah, Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Yeah. And then you'll be sorry. Yeah, we'll see. We'll fucking see. Uh alright. Well if that's that, if that's done, then That's done. We're done. Hans solo a Star Wars movie. Star Wars Star movie. Star Wars story. <laughs> Hans and solo <laughs> Star Wars a Han Solo movie is the new title. Oh god. <laughs> it can't be worse than Solo, a Star Wars story, but okay. Solo, a Star Wars movie. Alright, thanks everyone for joining us. It's been good. I hope you enjoyed. If you're listening on YouTube and you liked this, then you should definitely go ahead and go over to patreon.com forward slash as always so that you can find exclusive content and early content like this one that was early, but not for you because you're not, you're not part of it yet, but you should be. And some of the people we have here are... King Richard III, Ballsack 47, T-Man or Travis, Billy the Team Titan by Captain Robertson, Josh DeVillier, Damien, Get to De Chopra, Mario5380, Lumistrad, Josh Jordan, McZed68, Ben or Moderox, The Humble Worm, Elstico91, <coughs> Emil Catborg, Austin, Estuals, Gadeus Laser, Proofy Mover, Shaded Rav, Julie, Adam Sundling, HBars12, Saggy Tits, Jason the Last Medici, The ACMJS, James and Lad, Frankie Gaffney, 
Yazen, Joe the Sex Boy Smith, Brian Ford, Connor DeRose, Ginger Nut Jarrow, Georgia Long and Fox, Joshua Mora, Gene, Marcus Blackburn, Seth, Oscar, Ravjai, Son of a Bitch, OG Adogo, Brendan, Orbicu Overlord, and Pink Flame 313. Thank you all so much. You're all the best. Thanks, Sweet Vintage Lads. And nice. we will see you for Kill Connor Clubhouse episode 37 this Sunday. Yeah. If you're. Uh, patron over at patreon.com slash there's always one dollar and you can listen to it this Sunday plus all the previous podcasts and then we'll be back the following week for, on YouTube iTunes SoundCloud for the E3 preview show Kill Connor Club episode nice. 74 good sweet alright cool beans let's thanks wrap this, this up lads. thanks lads see you later bye <laughs>